Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back to discuss double episodes of Rick and Morty, season five, episodes two and three. Mort Mortyplicity, directed by Lucas Gray, written by Albro Lundy. I really enjoyed this one. I gave it a 9.8 out of 10. It had elements of one of my favorite series, Westworld, that recently was canceled, unfortunately. And while I wasn't super hyped about how the story ended, I can't take away from just how good those first two seasons really were. And three had its moments. Four certainly had its moments. But I do not think that they stuck the landing, but I'm not of the mindset that that should take away from the entirety of how good that series really was. And that's what people tend to focus on is the negative aftertaste. But if liking something 85, 75, even I would go 85% of a series, then it's still a really fucking good series. Actually, I think I'd probably give it a little bit higher after because the writing is still some of the best writing I've seen on television tackling the subject matter that they tackled. Before we jump into the review, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Get on to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below, like, share, and subscribe. So jumping into episode two, at breakfast, Rick and Morty have found that the Christian God is real, and they are grubbing down because they plan to kill him mob style. Just go up there and whack his ass. Summer wants to come too. Shut up, Meg. But neither Rick nor Morty want her to accompany them. It's so unrealistic, this whole scenario, which is why they know it's not a real scenario. Is when Jerry says that he has a job interview. <laughs> it's clear to Rick that they're a decoy family because that is such out of the realm of possibility. He tells the family to pack and on the drive explains, well, he gets a notification that the decoy family has been murdered. And he explains after Space Beth, he planted decoy families all over the country. With Rick being the patriarch, getting the notifications once one family has been annihilated. So far, so good. The decoys go on fun terrestrial adventures rick tells beth as they go to well as they're driving right and takes the bullets for the real family as the smiths are always being hunted by squids who are apparently it turns out just other versions decoy versions of rick and morty's it was kind of crazy but it is only going to get loopier Because then we go to another Rick getting the notification. He's at home with Morty on the couch. He puts up the shields, leaving Jerry outside. He's like, I think my dad was outside. (laughs) Just brushes over that. Nope, not the real family as they too are murdered while watching Winwolf. Another one. Not werewolf, Winwolf. Rick gets Morty to look inside his ass cheek at another breakfast (laughs) extravaganza when Summer brings up the fact that they might be decoys. She reminded me of the character in The Good Place. Oh, why can't I remember her name right now? But the blonde, where she would always figure out after going on the loop again and again as their minds got erased, like, we're in the bad light. Every time you're going to realize or come to some type of realization that everything is not reality, 
but i did laugh when he got him to put his uh to look into his ash cheek to see if there's a barcode to prove he is real when summer thinks they are and he farts in his face get out of here you meanie (laughs) the dialogue in this episode had me cracking the hell up when he was like do you think the suggestion that i'm fake would break me geez i'm not your mom it's one of the best things i loved about archer is the callbacks they never forgot a joke or a situation in which to make fun of as things organically progressed as you got to know these characters very silently as he gets another alert the plan come becomes to plant themselves in the home of a decoy family and attack the squids when they come once again taking them out for once and all with jerry now taking up baking decoys he says shouldn't be able to make other decoys they get to the home morty comments it's like westworld and he's like yes like westworld but don't fuck them morty can't finish because he's like if if you made a replica of our home everything exactly he's like yeah i know about your yosemite t-shirt he's like you know there are napkins he's like i can't finish without it yosemite means killer in miwok it's also the name of a national park but i didn't think that was the reference they were trying to go for there uh beth is still she's always consistently petty like oh i can see you know what a happy family looks like i know what a fake one does (laughs) basically families are all messes there are family members i don't talk to i see i run into i don't ever ask any questions (laughs) about what's going on with their life because i know that everything you about to like you can't you don't even suggest things going on in your life because you know it ain't anything i'm trying to hear it's morty who discovers the decoys are in fact making decoys and he goes up to rick and slaps himself for his impertinence then terminates him Once realizing they are self-aware, Beth gets on her high horse once they're back in the ship. Once again saying they are alive, you can't just kill them when he wants to terminate the program in its entirety. But he said they were alive and at some point they won't be. That's how existing works. Amen to that shit. It's also very true. I try not to to think about it too often every once in a while it tries to creep through my medication <laughs> and settle on my mind like fuck at some point i'm not gonna remember and i'm not gonna have any feeling i'm not gonna exist but when you think about it and i don't know if this is comforting but when i think about it in reverse i'm like there's a point in which i didn't exist i i know that because i can go back in history and see that there's a point in which i did not exist it's always when you're going forward thinking imagining a world in which you do not exist that it gets really scary because the unknown there's plenty of unknowns and we definitely try to do everything we possibly can as a species to (laughs) eradicate as many of those as possible to extend life and sure i'm not going to say as a as a human myself i'm not interested in those types of things however i'm also no longer it doesn't see like there are moments it does but very rarely than it did when i was much younger (laughs) um sees upon me in the same manner because it is a part of the equation to be grateful for existing means that you also need to be grateful for not existing and kind of hope one day that i mean you probably will never know if you if you know reincarnation that's a a pretty i can see why that's a, a humbling and appeasing type of idealism is the thought of reincarnation like hey i may live or i may die but i may come back in some in some form i'm just fully unaware of or even as a human 
because we don't know we all we know is what we we come into this world and we're just here um i did laugh when summer continued to say i think we're decoys which is exactly what the deceased rick said right before he was exterminated like fuck summer was right that's when I realized that the Smith family we were currently following in the episode had to be decoys as well. And Morty calls Summer out on the fact that you just want a reason to stop trying. And she says, Anne, and there's something to that, except your reality. Move the fuck on. <laughs> there are a lot of people that like to spend time. Not a lot. Okay. A, a great deal on the simulation theory. And what does that mean if you're self-aware? Because I'm thinking about Westworld. I feel like being self-aware didn't come with any, you know, I want to have control in my life. But it also seemed to lead down nothing but a destructive path. Because that is also the nature of the species in which we evolved from. So we still have those innate traits. And I know because I've been watching a lot of fucking Animal Planet documentaries and man... If you're someone who likes to observe behavioral commonalities between humans and other species, uh, definitely jump on that. They go to another family, but Rick admits not recalling making this one and his voice commands do not work. Making more of themselves less controlled by the masters, but now everyone is stuck on these loops controlled by the masters that pull their strings. And when does it, what, where would it all end if you believe in the simulation theory? Uh, how it's just messy? Like, why would you even want that to be? <laughs> Rick realizes this as yet another family shows up that controls those Ricks that thinks he made the decoys. So the Smith family hide with Jerry thinking that he really could fit inside of a refrigerator. A, I noticed that when they came into this home, Rick was watching, you don't know me, Mrs. Pancakes on TV. And B, the dialogue changes when they come into the house because he says this is like Ex Machina, which has similar concepts to Westworld and came out before the show. I really despise when unenlightened individuals love to jump because they really like this particular property so they like to think that the anyone who develops any similar ideas or even the same idea must have stolen from said property and i'm like that's not everything comes from somewhere there's no such thing as no that that's just purest bullshit that doesn't exist <laughs> it's just some happen to become more popular like the lord of the rings people act like that's the first series that was ever created as such no there's plenty of books out there that are just like the lord of the rings maybe not maybe because it got so deep into the fucking whatever it was that or time i think luck and time are two factors people don't consider as much about success and it's not necessarily about the smartest in the room. And I keep going back to uh, the one book that was like made in the three movies, which is probably one of the worst books I've ever read in my entire life. I got through the first three pages and I was like, oh my God. But alas, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey got three movie deals and was hugely popular. And you don't, you think that no one wrote a book like Fifty Shades of Grey before? No, but it happened to to luckily get into this hand, this hand, pop up the charts, create this thing that got people interested. But any literary halfwit would be reading that book going, this is shit. This is absolute pandering, sloppy writing, not not worth a Pulitzer Prize even a little bit. And it didn't matter because it's highly successful and, and more power to you. I'm not knocking the author for doing her thing. I don't even think she probably thought it was going to be as popular as it intended to be. The same thing with Harry Potter. 
there's he, the harry potter is not the only little boy who's been an orphan who's got this huge destiny i mean fucking every goddamn movie and show has that same because you could only make so many types of stories i think there's six was another uh fascinating documentary i was watching <laughs> but i feel like i'm going down a rabbit hole so that is uh something that i noticed and he says in uh, a simulation instead of fake both groups Beths tried diplomacy when they start shooting it out but are ignored morty is asked if he trusts rick when he's told to bum rush him and he's like um how much do you trust i will not kill you versus the other morty who does trust himself and is called a freak but both families are killed by the smith family outside rick explains they are having an asimov cascade which means that it's all decoys in a decoy loop and they created the squids we find out a little bit later to kill the other smith families the best part about the fact that he busted out a whiteboard was him dragging <laughs> that movie oh my goodness now i'm forgetting the name of the movie but sean connery plays a spaniard and does nothing to change his accent <laughs> I've seen a lot of movies like that and I I I kind of feel empathetic though because I don't think accents are something you can eat like you if you're not going to actually do that accent justice just fucking playing your own accent straight I can't knock that because I would rather just hear Sean Connery playing a role and he's supposed to be a Spaniard and I'm imagining that versus sean connery trying to play a spaniard and he sucks at it they disguise themselves as pen almost said penis people <laughs> well I, I really have that in my notes too it says penis people squid people and they definitely are copies of a copy that then degrades from the original so I knew when Rick was insecure about being a decoy, it was not our Rick. It's just the small things that give it away. And you wouldn't know that if you didn't know the original person. And I think there's something to be said about the fact that, you know, being a copy of a copy is the degrading to the person. That's why we don't want to go that. It's like, if you make a copy of me, it's not me. It's going to be someone else with different experiences. Um it won't live up to the the archetype because everyone every person is different despite all of the similarities between us uh the squids take out the other smith family but there are squids as well i did laugh when he said what did you do to make them upset i don't know fuck their queen my dick was too big the list goes on but that was rather specific Summer is like, I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Because I told you. Mm-hmm. And when did I tell you? A long time ago. And what did I say will happen when I told you? Exactly what just happened. The cycle continues. Realization, plan, defeat, killed by squids or another Smith family until a wooden monstrous version of, was it Rick? Yeah, tries to harvest skin so that they can look real because they're wooden now. And he came to his actualization early on and decided to to harvest the skin of the other Smith's family so that they can look like real people. <laughs> Everything about this is freaking so stupid. Hilarious. <laughs> You have the one Smith family that's just like, I know this is not real. We're just going to soak up as much. Like those are the ones that have the better idea. It's like, you know, it's okay. I'm still going to enjoy the, the, the life in which I've been given. They are rescued by Pinocchio auto-tune versions of themselves. Ooh, nobody gives a shit. You know, those are the version or that voice. That's the voice that be doing those fact videos that clearly haven't been fact checked so if you ever hear that type of auto-tune type of just click off of that video <laughs> it's not 100 percent accurate 
The squids are now the killer decoys. I think I already said that. Jerry abandons his family using varnish. I did laugh when they said, I think it might imply blackface because he is that kind of coward that wants to just live. Rick decides drastic measures are needed and calls everyone out to a showdown at the Smith home. Nice call out on the working from home joke. <laughs> He's trying to record this message that's all important and you got Morty over in the background asking questions and you're just like, come on, what the fuck, dude? See, I'm doing this. The president is updated. I don't give a shit. I love in this universe eight years later. <laughs> Has it been eight years? Yeah, I think it's been eight years later. <laughs> Obama is still the president because... That is exactly how I feel. It's like, oh my God, it's the last time we had a decent one. <laughs> now it's just a downhill and I ain't looking forward to this new election either. Like there's no one, not one person in which I would like to place my vote. Uh, America, <laughs> we're, we're down to the bottom of the barrel now. This is not good considering the 8 billion fucking people in the universe. We at least got what one or two billion here probably not actually now that i think about it so the president says the midwest i don't give a fuck about those people what is the point of the electoral college anyway but to preserve slavery That's the, gospel truth. the rest of the decoy families kill each other with beth telling rick he is afraid to lose his family which is why he created all of this mess to begin with and while it does much to reinforce how much rick does love his family i never understand why beth is angry all the time <laughs> their family was dressed up like cute cuddly versions in their type of suits and their suits apparently always smell like ass none of them just smell like plastic the real family was this entire time on a space adventure with space beth uh, both of whom are already upset that he made a decoy family. In the after credit scene, Jerry is attacked, the wooden Jerry, mind you, by beavers as he goes into the water and wants to die, but instead he is alive, then used as a wall mount mirror before being set on fire. <laughs> then he wakes up and he is a part of a crucifix. He is disgusted to see humanity's trajectory as anyone would be. Not to mention all of the backward steps in which humanity likes to take. And thus being unable to die is not a blessing, but the worst kind of curse. A Rick Convenient Mort was written by Rob Schrab and directed by Juan Meza Leon. This one not as strong as the first one, but still a really good episode. Gave it a 9.3 out of 10. Rick and Morty have merch pussy pounders with your name on it i am going to search for that t-shirt i need to have it i need don't judge me while getting in the car acid rain comes down the most ridiculous fight takes place between a diesel mouse and planetina of whom morty is very much smitten he's like wow if you say wow one more time Rick is so me when he was blowing on that horn where I'm trying to give someone a ride and they won't stop talking to their coworkers. Like, bitch, I'm being courteous, courteous right now by waiting for you and you won't stop acting like my time is precious. <laughs> but clearly this is how Rick reacts when Morty is distracted by anyone besides himself. Planetina is a part of Mother Nature's Power Rangers that help clean up the pollution of the world. Okay, so very PC in their marketing. Morty is pumped about his older new boo at the breakfast or dinner. I don't know what meal they be having during these. <laughs> it's not when they show the pancakes. So Summer displeased with her own love life and Rick just giving her attention since Morty is busy decides to take her to the three planets that are ending in delayed secession 
by cataclysmic events i laughed out loud at the irony is while it's great to save the planet i'm so i'm all about george carlin right now like we're trying to save the planet we don't need we don't even know how to take care of ourselves we definitely need to be consciously aware of the environmental impacts and factors particularly to the rainforest um but i also am of the mindset that hey evolution is evolution you have to know that things that weren't that once was wasn't jesus may not be anymore and that's not a bad thing not necessarily a bad thing but when i think about the great apes and how closely they are (laughs) genetically to us i'm gonna feel a little bit differently and that's probably because of that genetic marker and it's uh it's sad to say but also cynically i think selfishly true of how our empathy is controlled and so yeah i I think about the the monkeys and the apes in the rainforest and i think that the rest of the shit we do need to focus on don't get me wrong but there are also bigger things in which we will have no fucking control earth has already had five such cataclysmic events in billions of years with life on the planet and it keeps wiping it out not one time not two times not three times not four times five times in our adolescent ass with that been around for two hundred thousand years as a species think that we just grander to somehow avoid or avoid that happening to us as well and I like the the line he said he's like yeah you could pick up that bottle and recycle it but it only is eight <laughs> percent of a carbon footprint so you're not even going after the things that truly matter both parents are focused on the child that is making them most uncomfortable uh, a summer wants to go out and be a hoe and jerry doesn't want to see his daughter doing that morty wants to go out and be in love and beth is concerned because morty is fragile he has a fragile heart he's chasing an older woman her already drug addicted daughter who clearly wants to slut her life into early pregnancy like her mama did hopefully with a man that actually stays around is nothing she can do too much to change like you're already 16 17 i have given you all of the tools in which (laughs) you can handle yourself in this world and what path you choose after that is all i can do she also told her father the fuck i am this isn't russia yeah this isn't russia jerry (laughs) morty also slams doors as jerry gets the wine this is where white parents fail consistently I'm like oh okay you go you, you, you think you're about to go somewhere there's apps where i can fucking locate you bitch <laughs> unless you don't turn your phone on which we all know you ain't gonna turn your phone off and even if you do turn your phone off i still i still can locate you anywhere on the goddamn planet okay when you are not 18 years old guess what you don't have control you don't now don't go the black route because i do feel like there is a, a middle place where you have white parents that are all the way on the other side and black parents that go all the way the other side it's like trying to make you be an 18 year old at 12 like uh preparing you far ahead and not letting you be a child and then you got the ones that's like oh i'm gonna let him be himself and he they doing crazy shit like busting up homes and and just walking out the house because i'm like you can walk out you can slam that door you can go ahead and slam that door but you best believe wherever you about to go you gonna find me creeping there (laughs) my kid would never okay i say they won't slam a door i think every kid has the possibility of slamming something when they are upset because this is just the human thing it's about maintaining the control of the situation like it's always going to go a little left because you're you've got two people pushing against each other one that wants a lot more agency 
versus another it's like yeah you don't get that right now (laughs) understandable feelings but you gotta maintain that balance of control but i also think that it becomes easier the more supportive and loving a parent you are in their earlier years is where people skip it it's like you're too busy popping them up in the head and giving them lectures for four fucking hours and not the love and reaffirmation that they need so that they can make the better decisions without you needing to constantly be there. But another rabbit hole we just got into, let's crawl back out to this episode once again, Morty discovers his love. If he went with Rick, he could have also been pounding pussy instead of looking for something real And then the irony of this whole episode is Rick goes to this planet looking for something sloppy and yet he jumps at the opportunity of finding something that's real. Even if it's not, he's blind to Daphne because of his own desire to want more. Yuck on the ass eating comment with your granddaughter though. They get to the first planet. He meets Daphne. Daphne. Meanwhile, Morty is in the second stage of crushing hard. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you and I need you. And I'm down for you. Plantina, I'm sure is supposed to be like Stargirl from The Boys, but I don't watch The Boys because I think it's a subpar show and it's not as good as everyone makes it out to be. But she is being marketed as a superhero. Morty frees her by killing her marketing team that want to sell her to a chic disguised as a pizza man. He even told his family about the story and only Jerry makes the comment. Wow, that's so romantic talking about how my son killed a whole room full of people. But then he just moves on to playing the board game because that's just how Jerry's mind works. Uh, Summer is a keen on the best elbow titties in the universe. Daphne. Daphne. Is it Daphne? Yes, Daphne. Exploring the world with any other woman besides herself, which is weird to come to think about it. Like, no, I'm the one that's going to explore the world with my grandpa. You know, he got a fucking daughter, right? Called your mother. But Daphne is up to absolutely no good as far as it is concerned that all these planets are dying and she just doesn't have anywhere else to go so she'll follow rick home because that's her only ticket to living beth isn't about to let her 14 year old boy allow his unemployed older girlfriend to move in with them because that's crazy talking i appreciated that beth stood her ground here like oh you're gonna go back to school well, I don't know. I thought I was just going to move in with you. Absolutely not. Look, I am not even going to, I may disapprove of this, but I will allow it to happen, but you ain't going to do it here in my house underneath my roof. You out of your damn mind. You need to figure out yourself before you start trying to have this love relationship with my teen that y'all talking about y'all in love after two fucking dates. <laughs> Morty does point out to his mother, you were 17 when you got pregnant, but that's really 26 years old in boy years, which is very true. Women do have a tendency to figure shit the fuck out. Men, as statistics show, just leave. He decides to run away with a girl who doesn't even know herself. Only thinks to keep doing what she has done and approaches coal miners to stop mining as they are killing the planet. They're like, look, your people did not vote this shit in. And thus, we get to continue doing what we doing. This is our job. You can go do whatever the fuck you want, but I got bills to pay. And they ain't wrong. Prior prioritiz- Prioritization is a part of the equation, whether you like it or not. Watching this person, he really didn't know, but got entirely emotionally invested in for validation at that watches her murdering a whole bunch of people because she didn't agree with their argument cools the romance and i think that's very valid as well in the real world like you just can't fuck people up and murder them just because you don't agree on a topic 
There are people, I, I don't love racist people. Of course, clearly I don't. But I'm not all for let's go get our guns out and start mowing them the fuck down. At the last planet, as everyone is having orgy sex, including a son with his dad. I am disgusted. Apparently, no matter where I go, I cannot, I cannot escape the essence of incest, which is so disgusting. Uh, Summer decides to take things into her own hands to break up this romance destroys the asteroid actually like the little camera angle of watching her in the ship and then she says well there's no reason for you to stay with my dad daphne and she walks she walks away hello goodbye the fact that rick could have stopped their apocalypse also says something they're kicked off the planet for having to go to work tomorrow because some civilizations are rather happy to die Despite Rick being furious with her for being used uh, or well, he's furious with her because she pointed out the fact that he was being used. She did it in Rick cynical fashion. And he's like, I would do the same for you. Morty could have really ghosted Planetina, but instead he tells it to her face. Look, I can't love you. I don't care if you love me. I can't support what you did. You're not the person for me. Despite me liking you, you got some bad viewpoints. (laughs) I can't be with you. And mom comes in and she's there for him to cry on her shoulder. Like all the abuse she put the parents through, particularly mama. And yet she will never abandon her baby. And that's how it, that's, that's one of the great things that I do like about, um, because I give her a lot of shit that she totally deserves but Beth is or wants to be a really good mom when it comes to her children and that is also what any good mom should do it's like yeah you're gonna go out there you're gonna hate me you're gonna make your mistakes but you're always gonna be welcome back to cry in my arms when the world disillusions you with what I told your ass three months ago I told you to fucking listen told you to listen No, I'm just joking. Just joking. Uh, I thought that was really sweet. And then the after credit scene is disgusting because it's pretty awkward between the, the father and the son the next day. Now that civilization is not over, they have had sex with each other. And that's just weird. <laughs> the one that was like, last chance for anyone to pee on me. I was like, ew. Got the nasty in my taxi. You need a lift. You can sit between the backseat and my dick. We do have feedback, so let's hop into the mailbag. Mail, motherfucker. Hey, Christina. It's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Rick and Morty episode two and three of season five. Um, you know, these episodes, I tell you, uh, especially episode two, um, about the decoy family. I'm like, why, why do they, (laughs) why do we keep getting these episodes that are just confusing as hell? I'm like, why? So, (laughs) so obviously, um, this one was about decoy families and, the decoys of the decoys of the decoys. <laughs> and it was just as confusing as hell. And here I am going down that rabbit hole uh, as the episode goes on. At at some point, at one point, I should say, I just said, forget it. I'll just wait till the end because <laughs> it didn't even matter. It's like all of it was just crazy. I mean, it's almost like in a way, the clone situation is like, well, who's the clone? Who's not the clone? You just, you just go down a rabbit hole of epic proportions if you allow yourself to. And, and at a certain point, I was like, I'm done. I, I, we're not, I'm not gonna know. They're not gonna allow us to know. And so, whoever is standing in the end is, I, I guess, we're gonna just say they're not the decoy family. So, but Rick doing being Rick as usual. 
Um, I'm, I mean, it's funny to me how we get to season five and all of a sudden all these people are out to get him, these squids, and, you know, he has to create these decoys. It's like like he hasn't had or um, established enemies over the years. So I thought that was crazy and funny. Um, it was <laughs> when he had Morty. I'm like, Morty should have known better when he told him to look up, look at his ass to for the, the barcode. <laughs> like, why do you even listen to Rick at this point, Morty? But he fell for it. Um, and then there comes Jerry. I'm like, sir, how is it lemon squares, but is lemon free? How does that, how does that even work? <laughs> so, uh, explain that to me. It sounded gross. What did he say? Gluten-free, sugar-free, lemon-free. I'm like, what the hell did you make then? Anyway, well, we got a um a Westworld mentioning in this one. <laughs> um, When he's like, um... Don't what he says, but don't don't fuck them, but don't fuck them. I thought that was funny. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's something we should have learned from watching the show. Um, I haven't seen Ex Machina. Uh, they keep referencing this, um, I guess movie. I've not seen it, so I really have no point of reference for that one. Um, I know what it means, but I'm I'm assuming this is a movie. Um, I never watched Highlander and they referenced that as well. So yeah, a few references that uh, went over my head and, um, yeah, of course it cracked me up in the, in the days, in our day and time when the president's like the electoral college <laughs> is preserving slavery. Um, yeah, I'm just, I can go on all day about that funny and but true analogy on that. Um, then the hunt me person, um, that was just so bizarre and out of nowhere, just there, but okay. So just a bizarre episode. Um, then we have episode three, which was a, <laughs> a knockoff of plant Captain Planet, <laughs> Planetina. <laughs> Excuse me. Planetina, um, and so her, like, of course, she was created in the mid-90s, so I feel like they were, they were, uh, clowning Captain Planet a little bit, and then she's like, I got kids, I'm like, uh, ma'am, those are some grown-ass kids, <laughs> like, yeah, we've been at it since the mid-90s, and so I'm like, which means that you are, um, not only an adult, but you should be in your what forties, fifties, <laughs> um, if and with grown kids, really that you know balding and you know graying and all that stuff. So you really shouldn't be um going at it with a fourteen year old. But uh, yes, I guess there are just no rules on this show <laughs> at all, as we saw from. Um, later on in the episode, but, you know, Marty and Summer are being teenagers that are just, you just say whatever they want to their parents, and, um, and it's just going, Summer's going on an adventure with Rick to eat ass, and it's like, wow, this family just, there's just no boundaries in this family. <laughs> Let's go with my grandpa to some planets, eat some booty, um, so, of course, he he meets up. There's supposed to be no commitment, but of course, of course, it's Rick, so he's not going to abide by any rules. And the first thing he does is hook up with Daphne, and uh, that was gross, but um, okay. Um, and <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know, um, elbow titties, that's just not, <laughs> I just don't find that attractive but you know I don't know maybe I don't I mean I would think that men wouldn't find that attractive but you just never know uh I don't know <laughs> um and so yes we got Morty falling in love with planet or then falling in love with each other him ended up murdering the the kids and uh and so they're 
together and she seems to be okay with him capping her kids. And uh, it's like, then she it takes this just really um, dark turn and she, in her, in the name of saving the planet, I'm like, uh, so in the name of saving the planet, what is it? Um, sacrificing the few to save the many. <laughs> I guess that was supposed to apply in this situation, um, with, uh, her killing all those people. But I'm like, my thing is, um, you're creating all these fires. Doesn't fire pollute the air? <laughs> I was like, is it, wouldn't that be bad that you're creating these fires and burning up buildings and, and whatever else, these different places that you're burning up. But that was intense that she, you know, Morty had to, um, Morty had to end it after that. Um, cause she went cray cray. <laughs> um, just reminds me of, you know, those relationships where it starts out great, but then, um, the person takes a crazy turn and then you just uh trying to backtrack from it. It's like uh I love the person that I met, not this cray cray person. Um then we have uh Summer and Morty going to these planets that are about to be um annihilated, um just to have their last hoorah hoorah and then um they go to the one. It's like I don't know what it is. Why? What is up with incest being this thing that is thrown out there? I can't escape it. <laughs> it's like it seems to be uh following me around of late. So it's like, oh my gosh. Um, but that did crack me up when they you know, instead of being grateful to Summer that he, she saved the planet, they were pissed off because they had to go to work the next day. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um yeah, it was good to see, you know, instead of Rick and Morty, then change it up a bit and have um, Summer and Rick with their little adventure. And then Rick, um, Morty is in his feelings with this grown behind woman. Uh, we won't talk about um, <laughs> this uh, being on the pedophile side and should be completely illegal and all that good stuff because um, she's a superhero. So why not? I guess. Um, I think that's it. Uh, this These are some bizarre episodes in different ways. Um, but it did bring back memories. The third one of uh, Captain Planet, that cartoon. So I thought it was funny. Um, of course, they had the four instead of the five like Captain Planet did. Um, so she was missing heart. <laughs> um, on that note, I think that's it. Um, that's all I got to say about these. Um, so until, excuse me, hiccups until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shy. Thank you, queen shy. As we continue this very funny journey together, you know, we barely hear any of all of the, uh, the alcoholic belching as much as, as much as, uh, we did in the first season. And I know that can be such a hiccup because that was my first hiccup when I first got into this where I was like, oh my gosh, so gross. And I don't like the idea of, of, of saliva dripping from someone's mouth. I mean, even when people spit, I'm like, ew, nasty. Uh, but I, I think that they've really gotten fans with how great their writing is and I've noticed they've kind of ditched that part of Rick's character, not completely, but for not as abrasive as it was that first season. I did like that they brought Rick's laziness into play. Like, well, he was figuring things out, but he got lazy because when you're that smart, you end up being lazy and just like, fuck it. Let's just see what happens and deal with that scenario, which led to the wooden people. Uh, these fad diets are annoying <laughs> with the whole lemon no gluten it's like what the fuck are we even eating you know we did live this long and long like the, the diet was never yeah sure it could have been better but it was not our our most uh it wasn't the number one killer okay that still was disease 
But yeah, we're getting like some people are so into it. I'm just like, oh, look, I can't. I get. I I understand being self aware, right? I don't think I'm looking at a pair a pack of Skittles the same, especially since I know that they actually are all different colored, same material. Like I just feel like I'm being tricked, <laughs> which is fine. But I really thought, I mean, I knew that they were all tasting the same. I really did. But for some reason, I really thought that they tried to make the, this doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. What is most concerning is the fact that they, apparently, they got things that are, or can influence cancer or something to that effect. But I believe, like, I read that, that the red dye stuff, and I, that makes a lot more sense to me, but it's not going to stop me from ever. Like, if there's, if I'm starving, there's a pack of Skittles and there's nothing else, I'm eating that fucking pack of Skittles. I don't care uh, if it does have that cancer. I mean, I'm drinking Mountain Dew right now, and I know that's terrible for me, but I'm going to have one every fucking four weeks, because that's, it's called living. (laughs) I still want to do it, and I like Mountain Dew. This whole episode was Westworld heavy. I thought it was a whole rabbit hole of Westworld. Me either. I have not seen Ex Machina, but I need to watch it. It is in my list, in my HBO list. So one day I will make my way to, and my baby's in it. So I should definitely get on that. I did watch Highlander. So I got that reference and I did laugh accordingly. I haven't watched Captain Planet, so I'm, I I just went to, it reminded me more of the boys. But if you've watched Captain Planet, you knew what he was going for. That's even better. And I didn't catch the hypocrisy of her actions actually causing carbon emissions as she sets things on fire. Uh, great catch there. That is hypocritical of her and another reason why she is not the one. But great feedback as always. Glad you enjoyed these last two. Can't wait to hear your feedback for the next episodes. If you want to share your thoughts as well, blackercouch at gmail.com. You could also leave a comment below. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.